0: Welcome to Empowering Her with Monica, the podcast for every woman. Empowering conversations for women, about women, and with women. Conversations on navigating and surviving the storms of life, self-care, sisterhood, parenting, and much more. More importantly, will empower sisters to find hope in every situation, embrace her authentic self, and reclaim her power. Join me for Empowering Her with Monica. Hello, and welcome to Empowering Her with Monica. And today I am back with my friend and our resident social worker and counselor, Shay Garden Higher. And today we're going to talk about mental health. So, without further ado, here is my friend, Shay Garden Higher. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I am well. I am well. So, You know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook has been really popping, I guess, probably for, I want to say a year or more, but I know for the last couple of months, it's really been popping with Kanye and Kim. So I did an episode because I normally don't like to, to comment on other people's stuff like that. But I just kind of thought it was important that we talk about, um, the fact that Kanye does have bipolar disorder. However, that's not an excuse for his behaviors. So, um, I wanted to get your take on some of the behaviors that we're seeing from Kanye. Um, and me personally, I'm not a fan of Kanye. I'm not even a fan of Kim's. However, being a woman and watching her as she navigates this situation, I think she has handled it very well. Um, she, you know, as Michelle Obama said, she took the high road. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and Because she could have just gotten really downright ugly. But I'm very disappointed in um other women um for the the lashing out at her um the really the condescending tone in which um social media has taken against Kim and so I had a conversation with someone about Kim and they were saying that, well, you know, the black community doesn't like her because she she's taking things from our culture and she's made money off of puppy brakes. Okay. She was smart enough to do that. I ain't mad at her. Why didn't you do that? Don't how is, and see, I'm getting ready to get on my soap soapbox now. Women are really bad about doing... You know, when we see one sister and I don't care whether she black, white, Indian, Chinese, whatever. She on her grind. She doing her thing. We got a bad habit of knocking her down because she doing her thing. Yep, that's all true. She took a negative and turned it around and made it a positive and she and her family are multimillionaires. Absolutely. So okay, let me bring let me let me bring it back in. so <laughs> let's get back to because we're talking about mental health, and I think it's because so many people are watching this situation, I think it's very important for us to talk about Kanye bipolar and how Kim is handling this. So I'm gonna turn it over to you okay. and let you tell us talk to us about kanye bipolar and just mental health all together
1: okay um i know that that has been a big thing in the um, news like you said over the last year or so and it's probably been a little bit more than that because i can remember when he had that taylor swift incident a few years ago mm-hmm. sports show where he interrupted her and and he's had his um his recent situation with um the political side and then of course him being a father and a husband and how that's come along but I really do believe and I don't know the specifics but I really do believe and this is my opinion that everything exacerbated when his mother passed hmm mm-hmm. I really do feel like he is living in a whirlwind of grief that he's not dealing with right um, and the unfortunate thing is that the bipolar disorder has come out of all of that, mm-hmm. um, but let me just tell the audience what bipolar disorder is. So it's a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. And so by bi, B-I, meaning two, you have two polars. You have the manic side, which is a side that's inflated and seems to be happy and all these other things, but it can be very destructive because you're not really thinking with a clear head. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we all know what depression is, when you have sadness and mm-hmm. um lack of sleep not eating um the biggest thing with with kanye that i've seen in the media mm-hmm. is probably him being more manic than depressed okay because of course when someone is depressed they're usually isolating so mm-hmm. someone,
0: right right they're
1: usually by themselves or in their close quarters um i really feel like what we've been seeing is his manic side so when a person has mania um and i'm just going to read a couple of things here because i want to make sure i'm capturing everything they're usually abnormally upbeat Mm -hmm. or wired Mm -hmm. they increase activity and energy Mm -hmm. um it seems good but it's exhausting because they lack the need for sleep so Mm -hmm. they think Mm -hmm. so with that sleep lack of sleep there is no mental clarity right you know? and so I, I think that's a lot of what we've seen one thing um, that is very common is racing thoughts mm. and a person having racing thoughts and being distracted and, and it can cause irritability so when a person has bipolar disorder and it's so funny you, you say this Monica because I've had clients who have um, expressed I had one particular client to think of that they don't need medication though mm-hmm. know, they've been they've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder total opposite it is definitely a mood disorder but you do need medication because you have chemical imbalances in your brain that are totally off mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. they're off you cannot do anything talk therapy exercise none of that to bring them together mm-hmm. it has to be implemented in order to balance things and then you do those other things to keep it managed right so, right um, but I wanted to just—is it okay for me to keep? going
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. So I wanted to just touch
1: on um, what mental illness is. Mm-hmm. We have a picture of mental illness um as we see it displayed as a stigma in the media and society mm-hmm. in our own families. Um, but mental illness is just a wide range of mental health conditions that affect your mood, your thinking. And your behavior. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, it can be someone who has situational depression because mm-hmm. they lost a loved one. Mm-hmm. It can be someone who has um, who has been diagnosed with schizophrenia um, mm-hmm. because of you know their mental health concerns. And every mental illness is something that is potentially genetically predisposed. Right. So you know, looking down family lines, one of the things that we ask is, as mental health therapists and when we do an intake is, is there a family history of mental illness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people go, well, yeah, my mom dealt with depression or my uncle mm-hmm. was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. You usually will find that. Right. right. If the person has decided to seek treatment. Right. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That's <laughs> yeah That's right. Yeah. Yeah, And unfortunately, I I think especially in our older generations, they didn't always even if they knew that there was some kind of mental health, um, they weren't always diagnosed. And even if they were, they just they swept it under the rug or they hid that family member from other people and just did not deal with it at all so yes. Yes. You know, I can
1: remember in my own family um my uncle my dad um, one of his brothers he if I'm not mistaken was diagnosed at some point with schizophrenia mm. but uh, fortunately right now you know he's older in age he's managing managing it through medication mm-hmm. uh, but I can remember you know hearing my parents talking guess I was a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hearing them talk and saying yeah you know he just he, he sometimes just has to get a um, um, go to the hospital because he, he's having an off day No, mm-hmm. so let's call it what it is right 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 and i think we have been especially and i have to point to my own culture because that's what i know mm-hmm. um, especially in our culture as african americans we have been taught to pray it away mm-hmm. We put it under the rug. Um, we don't talk about our family things outside of the family. And all along, we are suffering within our own families or that individual is suffering because nobody is calling that thing the thing. Right,
0: right. So, you yeah. know, and it's funny with that in mind. I work in a school. Uh, I've always, as long as I can remember, I've worked in a school. Um, but here's the thing. It used to be a time when people did not want their children in special ed or did not want them labeled um, as special ed. So now I'm noticing a trend and, and, and it's probably been going on for a while. And because I deal more with the record side of it now that I'm really noticing that now we have a trend of parents that they want their child to have an iep because they want them to have that extended time on tests they want them to have extended time on assignments or lessons or whatever and so um then we have parents that want them to get an iep so that they can get a disability check um, yeah yeah you know what i mean so because I, I was a parent in a classroom i didn't see the paperwork so so sometimes when kids would end up in the classroom and i'm like okay what are they doing here why are they in this class i didn't know because i didn't get to i didn't read their iep i didn't see all of their information so i had no way of knowing but now that i do paperwork i read the records i see that and i'm saying oh wow you know yeah,
1: yeah. And, I, and i believe in special ed because i did have um a son that was in it from third grade through high school graduation actually we should have both walked across the stage <laughs> <laughs> i
0: know that's right <laughs> I was that, parent
1: that was you know in the iep meetings making sure that he did have extended time making mm-hmm. sure that um if an assignment was given I remember one teacher said, you know, he didn't do well on the written side, but afterwards I I've retested him and I did it verbally and he passed. hmm mm-hmm. So I appreciated that particular teacher. Right. Right, um, right I believe that children should have what they need, but I don't believe that it should be a crutch.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Like then, yeah, because then is where you see um that child in life as a young adult going into adulthood and they're
0: wanting a crutch. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And
0: and see, that's what's happening with a lot of the parents who are pushing for their kids to have an IEP or even a 504 so that they can get extended time on assignments or tests, or they have that cushion that other kids don't have. You know what I mean? And then, um, let me give you an example. I have a friend that teaches high school math. And we were just having a conversation the other week, and he was telling me about uh, a student that um, has an IEP. But the child is very adamant that he's not doing anything in this class. Now, it's a math class that you need to graduate. So... The question put before him as the teacher was, what are you going to do to ensure that he passes? Well, it's not about what he's going to do. It's about let's sit down and make a plan because I can't ensure he passes if he's not going to do the work.
1: Absolutely. He has to
0: participate. Right. So there was a meeting caught by the parent, but you didn't even invite the teacher. You invited principal, assistant principal, counselor, all these people that you know will go along with whatever you say. But you didn't invite the teacher who's actually in the classroom with the student. So finally the principal said, well, we can't answer these questions. We need the teacher here to answer these questions. So when he goes to the meeting with his laptop, and shows you he has not only, he's got pictures, he's got videos wow. of everything that your son is doing and not doing in his class. Now what? Yep. Because this doesn't have anything with him doing violating the IEP or, or it's not even about your child has a disability. This is about you have given your child a crutch to do nothing. And that's what he it has decided he's going to yeah. do. Nothing.
1: And it sounds like now it's trickling over more into behavioral.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Versus it being a learning disability.
0: Right, right. Absolutely.
1: Interesting, Interesting. But I, I definitely say that um, mental illness is something that I'm so glad to see um, You know, people talking about a lot more. Mm-hmm. You see the commercials, um, especially with COVID, you see a lot of virtual platforms now for therapy, which are so wonderful because I'm going to tell you, I really feel that, um, and not saying that there won't be face-to-face therapy because some people really don't qualify for a virtual platform, mm-hmm. um, but I really feel that a lot more people are getting help. Mm-hmm. They don't have to get in a car and drive somewhere.
0: Well, you not know. only that, they don't have to worry about somebody seeing them go into yeah. an
1: office. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so I really, you know, if I had to say anything about our pandemic season, is that it really helped us to see that we can do a lot of things very successfully in a virtual setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do feel that. Um, but I do want to say this about mental Mental health. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what mental illness is. Right. I want to tell you exactly what mental health is. Okay. It is a conscious regard to your emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Our mental health affects how we think, mm-hmm. how we feel, and how we behave.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Say that part again. <laughs>
1: okay. Our mental health affects how we think, how we feel. Mm-hmm. It also determines, or helps to determine, how we handle stress, relate to others, and how we make choices.
0: Okay, I'm so feeling at that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, uh. We, uh, we want to say at some point in, in life we all do mm-hmm. because life mm-hmm. happens. We get on this roller coaster. The roller coaster of life is every morning. We're blessed to wake up yes we're on the roller coaster and life begins as soon as the alarm goes off.
0: right right it does you're you know, absolutely right uh-huh. you're so absolutely
1: that, right we're going for that ride every day and we have stress we have to relate to others and we have to make choices on how we're going to handle things and sometimes
0: it just doesn't go right before, right. right so uh-huh. our mental health we should take care of our mental health just like we take care of our physical health. You know, and you know, we got people that work out, they run, they go to the gym, but they're not doing anything for their mental health. Now, I'm not knocking that because I just recently started doing that myself, but we it to be a whole person to be to take care of, uh, our whole self, um, is that holistic health, I guess is the word I'm looking for, then we gotta take care of every part of us, not just you know, we wanna look good, but okay, you need to you need to think good too.
1: Exactly.
0: And behave well. Because your behavior can mess up how you look.
1: How you look. <laughs> and so what I what I said about that is that you know you have to take care of your emotional self, mm-hmm. your mental self. Your physical self,
0: your spiritual self. I always talk about those four components because they all work in tandem. Okay. With that stop, we're gonna let's let's pause a minute, take a quick break, and we're gonna come back and I want you to elaborate on that for me. Okay. Okay, hold on. All right, and we're back with empowering her with Monica. And again, I wanna thank my friend. Ms. Shea Gardenhire for being here. She is our resident counselor, therapist, social worker, and just my girlfriend. And so we're talking about mental health. And so um, before we took a short break, Shay, you would point, there were four things that you were talking about as far as mental health is concerned. So I'm going to let you pick up from there and let's keep it going.
1: I live by and I teach my clients is that you should always make sure you focus on your emotional health. Mm-hmm. The emotional health is how things affect you emotionally. Right. Sad, happy, satisfied, angry. Your mental health. How mm-hmm. do things affect how you feel? How you behave? Um, what, what things are affecting you mentally? And mm-hmm. then the next thing would be your physical health. How are you looking and feeling physically? Mm -hmm. Are you working out? Are you eating appropriately? Are you drinking your water? Are you getting enough sleep? And then lastly, your spiritual health. Mm -hmm. What is the connection with your higher being? Mm -hmm. For me, it would be Christianity. For me, it would be God. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I pray. I meditate. Mm -hmm. I read my devotion. um, I have conversations with God. Mm -hmm. I talk spirituality. So those are the four components that make up the whole you. Mm -hmm you have to do those
0: things in tandem in sync with each other so that you can be overall a well person yes yes i it's amazing how um when you really get into um healing you mm-hmm. um and well let me just talk about me in it going through my healing process I came to realize how important all four areas are important. Now, I must say that I, I my emotional health, I really worked on. My physical health, I, yeah, I kind of dabbled in that, but um, I'm in a better place now emotionally and mentally, and I see the direct connection from my mental health, my physical health. Um, what well, emotional, mental, and, and my physical health. So I see the importance of doing work in all of the areas in order to be a well-rounded person, to be a healthy person. Um, I find that most people or a lot of people, they leave out the spiritual aspect of it. Um, uh, I ain't knocking nobody. However, for me, like you, I'm Christian. Um, I have just recently got in, really got into meditating, um, affirmations, um, and things have gotten st- so stressful for me that I now wear uh I I, I have several rosaries. But now I don't do them, you know, because most people when you say rosary, the first thing their mind goes to is Catholic and Hail Mary and all that. But I use them, it helps me ground me. Okay. If I'm in a stressful situation, um, um maybe an argument or whatever, I can grab because I bought the little bracelet. And so I can grab it and I just kind of, you know, in my head, I'm saying a prayer or a scripture to myself. And I'm touching the beads on here. Um, I have several rosaries that sometimes I, I just wear one around my neck. You know, I might just wake up that morning and be like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be one of them days. I'm gonna need all of Jesus with me today." So I wear the rosary around my neck, and so and because it's bigger, it has more beads on it. I may need to pull that thing off and touch and, you know, pray or touch and do some scripture. But for me, that works, Absolutely. you know. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that. I wish many more counselors would catch that, you know. And, you know, and that's not to say that people aren't doing it. I just don't know very many. I haven't heard uh, as I have talked to other friends, other people who have been to counseling. I don't hear about that aspect as far as top religion or spirituality. Right. So.
1: Right. And I think the biggest thing is that when people hear spirituality, they think religion. Mm-hmm. They, you got to come them with the Bible. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotta, right. Right.
1: And there's so many aspects. The best spirituality and this is something that I've come to learn in my adulthood and, and being a therapist is connecting with nature. Mm-hmm. How peaceful is it to go outside, especially a day like today. It's um very sunny here today and it's starting to warm up. Mm-hmm. But to, like connect with nature. Go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Look, at what, look at what for me, for you, Monica, mm-hmm. I has created. Yeah. Look at these things that's all around here and look how blessed. You know we, we are to be able to breathe without mm-hmm. any kind of um, concerns mm-hmm. well those are the things that you can do as far as spirituality is concerned right right Not to connect to a particular religion or mm-hmm. um a religious sector or anything you can just decide that your spirituality can connect with something that brings you peace mm-hmm. as long as it's bringing you peace in a healthy way right right yeah. right. Yeah. right. So, Bye. One thing I want to say, Monica, is that I want people to think of mental health um, as being something that that needs to start in childhood, mm-hmm. moving into adolescence, into young adulthood, into adulthood, and into older adulthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something that people embrace from when they're very young, because I used to work. With the Department of Family and Children's Services. Mm-hmm. And I used to actually work for Child Protective Services some years ago, and I would see what type of mental disruption mm-hmm. occurred when children had toxic homes. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, that child has begun their trek into possible mental illness. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, we yeah. have to really think about that and, and think of mental as something
0: that goes from childhood all the way up into older age yeah absolutely um and i think we as parents and adults need to recognize that we indirectly and or directly affect the mental health of those children in our lives yeah, you know um whether you you encourage them whether you and or you call them out their name you're teasing them that can be something that can can affect them for the rest of their lives um i was just watching a movie i think that was as a matter of fact that was last night and in this movie um the girl's mom when she was younger evidently the mom had been raped okay. and so but her her big thing was she never wanted her daughter to be in that situation. And so she did everything she could to protect her. And so it was a little boy at school that had been bullying her. And she came home one day, and her knees was all scratched up. And the mama was like, what happened? What happened? And so she told her that the little boy had pushed her down. Well, the grandfather's response to it was, that means he likes you.
1: Oh, wow. You know, that's already
0: teaching that love looks like her. Right. So the mom, she went out. Don't you dare tell her that. And so, you know, and of course, she didn't explain it to her daughter. She never told her daughter that she had been attacked or anything. Um, but what she did was she had, um, the girl's father was not in her life, but he had a brother that was a boxer or uh, uh, he was um what is it? Uh, martial arts. He did martial arts. So she worked it out with him where she went after school every day and took lessons from him. Wow. So when she became older, actually, it wasn't a movie. It was a show. It was Station 19. Okay. And she was at a bar with some friends when she was older. And she had she had, had too much to dream, but she had met this little guy. He was hanging out with them. And she liked him. He seemed to like her. She was leaving. He followed her out. And so, but she wasn't, she was like, you know, he was trying to get her to go home with him. And she was like, no, you know, we don't even know each other. I've had too much to drink. You've probably had too much to drink. Maybe we can exchange numbers and then maybe have a real date and get to know each other. Well, her next thing, you know, he slammed up against the wall and was calling her out her name and why you playing games and playing with me and everything. Well, of course he scared her. And so some of that martial arts that she learned came out. Wow. And so once she hit him and I think she hit him like in the throat or something, he fell. But then she ran, she ended up, she caught up with some friends and they took her, she had to go be examined. She had to, they called the police. She sent the paramedics back to check on him. Okay. Okay. But next thing you know, girl, they trying to arrest her. I'm talking about she killed the man. Wow. But I, I, and I went through this whole story to say. One, because we, as a young girl, if she had listened to her grandfather, then she would have thought that it was okay for a man to hit her, call her out her name, do whatever he wants to do because he likes her. Right. She would
1: have read that, uh, misinterpreted that because of what she had been told when she was young.
0: Right. Exactly. And because, you know, and I tell people all the time the saying, you know, we were coming up, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words would never hurt me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Exactly quit telling your kids that you know um but i remember coming i remember even saying that you know when people would be saying stuff but the truth of the matter is oftentimes words hurt worse than, than sticks or sounds you know one of my favorite fans Martha,
1: is by Maya angela when she says that you may not remember
0: what they did you may not remember what they said but you always remember how they made you feel yes Absolutely.
1: And so important because when those words come about, when that uh, physical harm comes about, it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. That feeling is something that is triggered. If you think about any time we've had depression, we've had anxiety, um, we've had trauma, anytime something happens and you're triggered. not a word it's not anything like that that pops in your head it's the way it makes you
0: yeah absolutely absolutely
1: that is so 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 deep when you say that so yeah you know i'm I'm glad to hear to hear that um that she did not take the words
0: her right yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely so all right healing work give us something we can work on or think about um
1: The biggest thing is, is that um I'm, I'm such a big proponent of self-care i've been that way since i entered therapy and i've learned the importance of it i've learned the importance of it with myself and i've um, spoken to clients how mm-hmm. well clients do you know mm-hmm. um that i still speak that now to mm-hmm. my men to my women to my couples what have you mm-hmm. so self-care Um uh, that is simply doing something satisfying to you that fosters happiness, peace, rejuvenation to improve your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Healthcare is to do something satisfying to you that fosters happiness, yeah. peace, re- and rejuvenation to improve your emotional mental physical and spiritual health so you see how we come right back to those
0: four Rest. Mm -hmm. yep every time because it's all connected we we cannot avoid it it's just it's that that's a connection you know and it's like it's intersecting points on our map our life's journey the map so you're going to cross it you know pass it no matter how far you go where you stop where you end up
1: yeah absolutely and and i'm gonna tell you one of the things that i want our audience to start recognizing when they are thinking about self-care is speak the simple statement of i matter Mm. that's it that's it i matter that's right so think about this with self-care i have six components and then i'm going to give a couple examples of self-care and then You know, we can sum up things after that. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to tell everybody why self-care is important. It's easier for you to care for others. Meaning, Mm -hmm. if you take care of yourself, when you are refreshed, you can better assist others. Right. It prevents burnout. It helps you to manage stress and anxiety, thus decreasing overexertion and burnout. Right. It helps to boost your self-confidence. Well, how does it do that? nutrition, mm-hmm. exercise, meditation for mm-hmm. yourself, boost your confidence. Right. It helps you, this is one of my biggies, set boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's why important. Yep. Be clear about your healthy boundaries to protect you from overextending yourself. Yeah. No is a, a complete sentence. That's right. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Mm-hmm. Happiness attracts Happiness Joy attracts joy And love attracts love mm, That's good thing. Mm-hmm. That's
0: good And, and like self care is not selfish It's not
1: selfish It's not selfish And, so that's, what, and that's exactly what the last one's going to say Increase your mental healthiness mm. Do For you first Give yourself permission To be selfish Just like Monica just said With you, yeah, set parameters about what you can and are willing to do, and then lastly, decide to be happy, and happiness will cling to you, mm-hmm. just like that. That um, premise of the secret you put it out in the universe, and what you put out in the universe will, will come, yes,
0: to you. it will, yes, it will, you know?
1: yes, so it will. That's that's mm. the, all those reasons as to why it is necessary to take care of you, yeah. So, yeah. and i have a few examples and then i'll be then i'll shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so some some examples of self-care we know you know the the typical things getting your hair done you know, mm-hmm. stuff, 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 stuff. Mm-hmm. but clear your mind with meditation mm-hmm. read something that's inspiring whether it's a book whether it's you know quotes whether it's um um Newspaper clipping. Would have to read something that's Go for an evening walk. Mm-hmm. We are entering spring and summer months. Georgia was good for pollen. I just know that they take the meds, but right. mask up. But go for an evening walk. Cut out people who stress you. Mm. Those are. That's going back to setting those boundaries. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've discovered the joy of taking
0: a nap mm, how about that I like that one
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. one thing that I teach in therapy is called thought stopping technique and that's where you literally when you have a negative thought because we're going to have negative thoughts going mm-hmm. into a negative world right um hit your stop sign Picture that stop sign and when you see that stop sign in your mind, automatically interject the positive thoughts right. in your mind. Um, of course, find time to work out, drink your water, mm-hmm. light a candle. Aromatherapy it does wonders yeah. for your for your um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, take up a new hobby, and then one of the other things that I really think that we have a hard time doing, especially as women,
0: ask for help when you need it. Mm. That part right there. Yep. Don't try to carry the burden
1: of everything. That's right. That's right. Those are just some ones that I have that I wanted to mention. And I'll
0: save some others for the other sessions. Okay. Well, that was good stuff. I thank you again for um, sharing that with us. Please, 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 please take care of not just your mental health, but your emotional, your physical and your spiritual health, um, they're all very important parts of you. And so to be healthy, to be a whole healthy person, we need to take care of all those things. So kudos to you, Shay. Love you, girl. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Empowering Her with Monica. Thank you for tuning in to Empowering Her with Monica, a Daylight Inc. production. To connect with Monica, please visit Facebook at I Am Daylight or Instagram, I Am Daylight. Or you may visit our website at daylightinc.org.